I, I, I wanted to be an engineer. I wanted to be rich. You know, I, educators don't make money. I grew up poor. Why well, I want to be back poor again, you know? Yeah. And that, that journey of like going to the job, the fancy engineering job, and then you're like, this is something, some, there's something, there's more. There's more to me. There's more to what I'm supposed to be doing on this planet. And I think when you get, when you find it, when you can, when you hear the, hear it call you, it sometimes gets scary, right? It gets scary. It's like, is this all? Is this all? And then you start finding that thing that's calling you. Yeah. And people see it. People saw it in you. They're like, hey, wait, you you, you should be doing more, right? There's yeah. more, there's more, to, there's more in you. There's more to you, right? There's definitely more to that. And um, I was able to tie all that into the first magazine that I dropped, which is called Find Your Galaxy. Mm. And that really connected the dots of like, how do you find yourself in this journey of life? And what are the tokens that you got and keys that you got to give to people? Because I believe we are all starts. And if we pull together, we can bright, we can shine even lighter, you know? And yeah. and people got to create that mentality and that momentum. Man, this is this is actually, you know, I usually don't ask a bunch of questions in the first part before we get to the math. But one other thing that's resonating is, you know, growing up in Oakland yourself. And, you know, I grew up in a different, I grew up, I grew up in a different time zone. But nonetheless, um, this idea that when you work with a young person, you see there's so much going on, like, in their eyes, you can see there's so much happening. And I, have you ever had a young person get shocked that you you think you can see more of them than they see of themselves? Oh, all the time. I, I was doing an interview, I want to say like six months ago, right before COVID for MIT, for their like equity uh, program for teachers and stuff. And one of the things that I said is that I'm too relatable to the kids at times. As soon as I see them, I know what is wrong. And that sounds crazy, right? But there's this connection that is, is sometimes you cannot explain. And and kids see that and they connect with me like fast, right? To the point where I'm like, I know what I need to do and I know how I need to elevate you, but I'm going to show you the journey to get there because that's why I'm here. I'm not here to fix you. I'm just here to be part of your journey. And that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And I think imagine other teachers who don't have that skill are sometimes confused. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah, they're, they're confused. They're insulted. They're like, "This is not lit. This is not re- this is not in pedagogy." And you're like, "We don't need pedagogy for the heart. We don't we, need. That. We need connection, right?" Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's a big one right there. Like people ask me frequently, like, "How can you put that on paper?" And I say, "It has to align with your with your values and who you are as a person in order to connect that and your struggle too." You know, like all my life, I I, I want to say majority of my life, I've been on survival mode. And when you survive and you do all the code switching, you learn a different world. That's right. Oh, man. I got goosebumps, brother. I'm telling you. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm glad you've joined us. Today's episode, you're going to get to meet Christian Martinez, also known as Noche Galactica. Uh, He's a podcaster. He's an educator. He's an Oaklander. He's a dancer. He's a creative. Uh, This conversation was meaningful and powerful in so many ways. Not only a fellow Oaklander, but a person working in education to help educate minds of our young people. You know, the, the conversation was so powerful that the electricity in my house, the power went out two times. I don't know if we're going to be able to catch those elements in there, but two times the power went out on my end. I was just so excited to be on that call with him. And we talk about our masks. We talk about how our masks 
and when we get real with them, how it helps us connect to students in ways that some other educators can't, that some other educators could if they were willing to get more real with the students. I think those are part of our, part of one of what I identified as his, one of his superpowers is to be able to connect with students on a real, authentic level, heart to heart, looking them in the eyes. As much as we don't get to hang out with people too much anymore, but we do get a place to connect, even when we can just say, hey, I see you, man, I see you. So today's conversation is really exciting for me. I'm really thankful that you've been here. If you want to create a mask, you can do that at www.100kmasks.com. Again, if you wanna create your own mask anonymously, 100kmasks.com. So please go make a mask, share it with your community, your friends, your family. And if you want to do a face-to-face mask off with someone, please let us know. We would love to invite you on one of our face-to-face episodes, and we look forward to seeing you soon. Welcome to Taking Off the Mask. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome folks to Taking Off the Mask podcast. We're so excited to have Christian Martinez with us today. And um, Christian, thank you for being on the show with us. No, I appreciate it, Shanti. It's, it's been overdue. Uh, I'm super excited to be here. Oh, man. Well, how about for the audience, will you just introduce yourself? Like, what are the, some of the things you're working on? What are, um, what what connects you to this space? And just, just so that they get to know you. And um, I always want the guests to be able to tell who they are. For sure. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Chris Martinez. I'm a Pratt resident of DP Stokeland. I live on 98. I'm also an educator for about a decade now. Um, and I'm also just an artist overall. I started my podcast about two years ago. It's called Noche Galactica, where we bring people from the community to do project-based learning and, and kind of just share their stories through this magazine. We just dropped our second um, magazine, which is called um, What is Love? And kind of just defining the definition of love for everybody, because we all have different lenses when, when it comes to love, right? And I also have a brand, which is uh, called Swim Good, inspired by uh, my favorite artist, Frank Ocean. Um, and it's really aimed to really talk about the mental health around men, right? And kind of just inspiring people, no matter where you're at in this ocean called life, you're going to be okay if you just swim good. And, and that's kind of like the, the mojo of my life. And those are two of my babies. Um, but yeah, I'm, I work at Latitude High School. Shout out to Latitude. I'm one of the co-founders there. And I hold the culture and kind of the, 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 uh, the dean role there. Um, and I'm always kind of looking to connect mental health uh, to, to that ambiance there. That's I, I love the way you just said the uh, how do we swim in this ocean of, of life, right? Like swim good, right? And I think for a lot of communities who are afraid of water, it's like, well, we're you've been swimming already, you know. All day. You know? And so I, I really love your background. I, I mean, I was like uh, admiring your background. I was like, man, I gotta. I thought my plants were fancy. I need to get me some some background. So, is, is there anything on your background that you? Be interested, maybe pick one of them that you want to yeah, talk about. Yeah. yeah, I would love to talk about one of them. And I think uh, the most important to me is the, let me see, is right here. This, the first one, right? Uh, I was born in Urapan, Michoacan, Mexico. Uh, I came here when I was 10. And those are the pyramids, uh, the Puepecha pyramids. A lot of people, uh, when you think about Mexico, you think about the Aztec Empire. Um, but there was another empire called the Puepecha Empire, which was never conquered by the Aztecs. And that is where uh, my family is from. And I take a lot of pride on that because we we have that Puepecha blood in us. And it's, it's Resistencia, which is one of my my back, um, 
my back of the mask uh, words that I wrote down. And yeah, it's, it's, it's crucial to me because I came to the States at the age of 10. I didn't know the language and, and navigating this space and being in the U.S. now for over 20 some years. It's been, it's been a journey. And uh, at this moment, I just want to give a shout out to Ashanti because you were a great inspiration to me. Uh, I saw you at Fremont High. I, I was, I'm a proud Tiger, graduated in 07. And I saw you uh, come into to Fremont one day in one of my classes, ninth grade, and I just felt your energy back then. I didn't know what it was, but I said, I want to I wanna be like you one day, and I'm happy to be in front of you right now. Oh man, thank oh, oh you know, you you jumping in, you jumping in. Oh, that's so thank you. Thank you for that, brother. Thank you. And um, you know, I am um, I'm glad that that connection with the, the tigers and Fremont. And thank you for sharing that the poepacha. I got I got some homework to do. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna do some, some learning about that. Um beautiful brother. Thank you for, for bringing part of you, who you are. And I think you already went to the back of the bass. We didn't even start the front. But you jumped into the back. So I think that's that's a good sign for maybe where we're going to be heading in this conversation, you know. Um, and thank you for the work that you're doing, the giving back to the youth, you know. Let me ask you this quick, just yeah. before we jump into the mask. Did you always plan to be a teacher? Because that... Yes, that, that is a beautiful question, man. Not a lot of people ask me that question because I, I feel like I just come in hard with the game and the tokens of power, right? Like I'm just dropping game. But the way I ended up working in education was honestly out of survival mode. I was undocumented until the age of 21. Uh, and right after I got my work permit, I applied to a first job. My first job was taking attendance at one of the schools here locally. But before that, I was busing uh, restaurants and I was a dishwasher. Uh, but I always knew that I had this knowledge that came from, you know, my ancestors. And I was like, I'm going to do something with this one day. And I became documented. Uh, eventually, I was able to just vocalize the needs of black and brown youth in the community and the schools. And they are not getting served. And I was just like vocalizing all this stuff to the point where the, you know, the main person, the CEO of this organization was like, who is this guy? Right. Where did you go to school? And I say, I just read books. I don't do any university. Like, I'm just trying to get my game up. And that's how I came up. I And I start just reading a lot. I um, inspired just to, like, find different ways to elevate. It's not only one way. There's different routes. That's right. Oh, there's so much. And, and thank you for that. Thank you for finding the journey to the heart, right? Like, I, I, I want to be an engineer. I want to be rich. You know, I, educators don't make money. I grew up poor. Why well, I want to be back poor again, you know? Yeah. And that journey of like going to the job, the fancy engineering job, and then you're like, this is something, some, there's something, there's more, there's more to me. There's more to what I'm supposed to be doing on this planet. And I think when you get, when you find it, when you can, when you hear the, hear it call you, it sometimes gets scary, right? It gets scary. It's like, is this all? Is this all? And then you start finding that thing that's calling you. Yeah. And people see it. People saw it in you. They're like, hey, Wait, you 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 should be doing more, right? There's yeah. more. There's more. To, there's more in you. There's more to you, right? There's definitely more to that. And um, I was able to tie all that into the first magazine that I dropped, which is called Find Your Galaxy, mm-hmm. and that really connected the dots of like, how do you find yourself in this journey of life, and what are the tokens that you got and keys that you got to give to people? Because I believe we are all starts, and if we pull together, we can bright, we can shine even lighter, you know. And yeah. and people got to create that mentality and that momentum. Man, this is this is actually, you know, I usually don't ask a bunch of questions in the first part before we get to the math. But one other thing that's resonating is, you know, growing up in Oakland yourself, and you know, I grew up in a different, I grew, up, I grew up in a different time zone. But nonetheless, um, this idea that when you work with a young person, you see there's so much going on. Like 
in their eyes. You can see there's so much happening. And uh, have you ever had a young person get shocked that you you think you can see more of them than they see of themselves? Oh, all the time. I, I was doing an interview, I want to say like six months ago, right before COVID for MIT, for their like equity uh, program for teachers and stuff. And one of the things that I said is that I'm too relatable to the kids at times. As soon as I see them, I know what is wrong. And that sounds crazy, right? But there's this connection that is, is sometimes you cannot explain. And, and kids see that and they connect with me like fast, right? To the point where I'm like, I know what I need to do and I know how I need to elevate you, but I'm going to show you the journey to get there because that's why I'm here. I'm not here to fix you. I'm just here to be part of your journey. And that's what I'm here for. Yeah. And I think imagine other teachers who don't have that skill are sometimes confused. Mm-hmm. They're, yeah. They're, they're confused. They're insulted. They're like, this is not lit. This is not re- This is not in pedagogy. And you're like, we don't need pedagogy for the heart. We don't we need, need We need connection, right? Yeah, no, that's, that's a big one right there. Like people ask me frequently, like, how can you put that on paper? And I say it has to align with your with your values and who you are as a person in order to connect that. And your struggle too, you know, like all my life, I, I, I want to say majority of my life, I've been on survival mode. And when you survive and you do all the code switching, you learn a different world. That's right. Oh, man, I got goosebumps, brother. I'm telling you, this is so, you know, I, I think you're our first teacher on the our first educator on the podcast. So, I mean, thank you for being an educator. So there's going to be some common language folks out there. If we use any acronyms, you're going to like just send me an email out there trying to translate it because I, I try not to use too many, but uh, we're going we to get in some teacher talk that's going to, yeah, uh, I'm super fired up. Man, this is, and I think they think about youth and thinking about young people, I think is maybe as we, after we talk about our mask, we can help to maybe think of a story because I imagine you have plenty of stories of young people who came in the office and you ask them one question and you're like, yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not, that's not really what's up. Mm-mm. You know, I, there's oh, yeah. more going on. Right. Or they just hang around after school and they're just like, Hey, you, you, you need waiting for someone? No, I'm just here. And then, oh, you know, they want to talk, but they're afraid at how that they think they can trust you, but they still in that their, their own, their own stuff, right. Their own yeah. fear of like, can I tell him what I'm going through? Is it gonna is it gonna ever change our relationship, our connection? I'm, mm-hmm. I imagine we have plenty of stories of young people who have have let you have a breakthrough with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's a beautiful moment, I think, uh, as even as an educator, as a person, like take education to the side, like as a human being, like when you connect to another person, yeah, it's elevation all around, you know. Absolutely. Oh man, that's phenomenal. Well, man, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to be in this mask work with you. Thank you for, were you able to make your mask? Yes, I was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how was that experience? How was it uh, thinking of what you were going to write? What, 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 what things may have come up before you, like, you know, when you was like, I'm not writing that word or but like, what, what was that process like for deciding? Oh, let me explain to folks what yeah. the mask is. So the mask is our metaphor for con- uh, what gets in the way of our connection with other people. And so uh, what we ask people to do is to draw a picture. It's one picture, six words. Hashtag one picture, six words. The picture is a mask or something you just uh, image that you want to draw. And then the second is three words on the front of the mask of things we let people see. And then what are three words for the back of the mask of things about ourselves that we normally don't let people see? And actually, now that I think about it, for the last people I've interviewed, I haven't even had them show their picture. I just thought about that. Mm. So today we're going to actually do both. We're going to, you and I are going to do both. Like, I don't even think I said anybody share your picture because the picture is a part of it, right? And the picture is not a judgment of art, but it's a picture of like, this is from my heart to this paper. And that's all that matters, you know? Beautiful. Um, and so, yeah. 
Um, do you like? Do you want to go first? Or yeah, how- I, I I can go ahead and show it first. I feel all like right, yeah, all right, jump right in there. Okay. Uh, so this is this is my. Let me see if it shows. Yeah, right. Oh, it's showing. Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's, my, <laughs> that's my mask. Uh, the front is a uh, swag, creative, and charismatic. Okay. And then the back is fear, shy, and resistencia. Okay. Those, those are my words right there. Um, like I said, I'm from East Oakland. I'm 31. Um, that is my mask. Oh, man. Well, you see, this is beautiful because what happens with these is like you went front and back all together. And so now we're going, we're going, this is a a new way. We're going, okay. okay. This is beautiful. So this is the one I drew. Um, The front says uh, funny, serious, hardworking. And the back says fear of failure, trauma, and not enough. And, uh, you know, I've made, and this is the picture of my picture. It's just a, I think this is what I was feeling this morning um, when I was like running late and trying to get to my office and then realized I couldn't make it to my office before a meeting. And then I was like feeling all yeah. that. And it just came out into this, uh, this, this picture, you know? Um, and so what we've done in the past is we just kind of like, kind of talk through them, talk yeah. about them, whichever ones feel like it's calling you the energy. I would love to, yeah. since, since you brought up the resistencia um, as one of, even before we got into the mask, yeah. maybe, maybe let's st- start on the back. We don't need to start on the back. Okay. Usually the more deeper vulnerable place, but I feel like it's, you're, it's calling you already. Yeah. It's, it's calling me. And I think that's a word that I've been, I've been really feeling for the past six months, right? Since the, I mean, since all my life, but I feel like it's been really calling my name for the past six months, and I'm happy to start there. Yeah. Um, resistencia for me just means, uh, it translates to resistance in English, right? But in, in Spanish, resistencia just means to be willing to go through a lot. And, and if I can dive in into a little bit of my story, I was shot at the age of 14 on International Boulevard at 55th. And then at the age of 16, my dad passed away due to muscle dystrophy right in front of me. And we were undocumented. And at the time, my mom was fearful to call 911 because she thought we would get deported. So we had to wait for hospice to come in and um, and help out with the, the logistical stuff. And I was just 16, seeing my dad pass away, my hero. And after that, I fall into depression. And I, w- I dropped out of high school uh, three times um, because I was just like, there's no point for me to do this. I wanted to become a dancer at a really young age. I inspired to like be a job of walkie. That's when it was happening. I was I was wanted to wear one of those masks, and I was like, I want to be that. Um, but it stopped. So, resistencia for me just means knowing that I have I have been through a lot, and I'm still standing. And and that's why I go back to my ancestors and and the peoples and um, know that I come from a place where people just don't give up. And and resistance is what we do. And being in Oakland has taught me so much. Um, and and East Oakland has taught me even more because I'm able to connect people who are in the struggle and they just continue to grind and to make things happen. And when you work in education and connect all those dots, you see so many discrepancies. And at the end of the day, you know that you're going to swim good because you're on top of the game because you already went through a lot and you have an answer for everything. Uh, it might sound cocky, but you do. And that's how we navigate in East Oakland. Yeah. Did you find that? I mean, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. First of all, thank you for for going with there and thank you for sharing your story, brother. I appreciate you um, sharing about that, that, that journey of like your own personal pain and then the pain from your father and then how to nav, how to deal with that. How do you even, how do you talk about it? How do you, who can you talk about it with? 
Yeah. You know, and I, I wonder in your, in your family or in your community that you, that you spent time with, did you have permission to feel what you were feeling? Did you have space to, uh, my father's, I just got shot. My father's dying. Like, uh, or did you have to? That's, that's a great question. Uh, No one has asked that question and I've been eager for someone to ask that question. Um, No, I never had the chance to really experience pain and to share that. And just to share it with someone that is like a soundboard to me, uh, maybe no feedback, just hear me out. Uh, I didn't know about therapy until I was like 22. And even that, I feel like, oh, it's a, it's a taboo. Like, um, I come from a, a Latino family, which is very like, you're crazy, that's local if you go see a therapist. Yeah. But just unwinding that, and um, and I, I really want to give a shout out to people who, who really pushed me to do that. Like, follow therapy, go make this happen, it's okay. Uh, during that time, I was really like lost and, and, and not just being toxic, but also um, masculine toxicity, right? Like, all those layers that come with that. Um, but yeah, I didn't have the chance to just convey that information. I just kept it to myself and I became really angry, like really yeah. angry. Yeah, man. So I'm, I'm asking you questions, but let me talk about mine. Let me, yeah, right, I think I appreciate that. Um, I, I, today when I was in this morning, when I wrote not enough, uh, this is actually probably the first, maybe the second or third time I've made hundreds of masks in my, in this journey of making masks for the last several years, but I've only write, written not enough, maybe a handful of times. And today I think the what was what was coming up for me is all this real stuff, right? Like I was supposed to be at my office by this certain time. I didn't, I wasn't gonna make it. And I'm just like, how am I gonna achieve everything I want to achieve? Right. Like if I can't like I, I was up till like three. I don't know why I was up. I got I have I have stuff to do today. Why am I up till three? Well I got stuff trying to finish to you know from yesterday's list. And then I go to bed. It, I'm already borrowed hours on the day. And then I wake up late. And I'm like, "What's wrong with you waking up late?" Right? It's like a it's like a self sabotage, and then uh, upset with myself because I didn't like. And then it's a sign. It's, it's like okay, and then it perpetuates it. It perpetuates what you either one already believe about yourself or the story you tell yourself. The story I tell myself. The story that I tell myself. And I'm like, "Why was I up till three? Well, I was trying to finish up this other thing. And then why did you wake up later? Well, because you were up till three. And so then this idea is like." Oh, well, if you believe already in some ways that this thing, this is not going to really work, you're going to like if you have these back behind the mass beliefs. And I, I tell people, I don't talk about this from a theory. <laughs> I don't talk about these masks from a, a book I read uh, every day. I'm trying to like shed them as much as possible so that I can be more fully myself, even through mm-hmm. the fear, even through the fear of posting a um posting something on Instagram or whatever. And like, I think it is a positive message and then it, it doesn't do anything. And then you're like, Oh God, right. You just you, you begin to question. I begin to question myself. Like, why did I even do it? Right. And I've, mm. I've had to break myself out of those patterns. And so not enough really lands into that. And I think, you know, growing up here in Oakland, I was taught or I was raised in this community where it's like, don't be bragging. You don't get mm-hmm. to talk about yourself. When you said it earlier, and not to brag, I'm like, I'm so glad you are because I was I was taught you don't get to brag, you don't get to speak highly of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like I think I get irritated when people are always really good at speaking good about themselves because I was taught that, or in some ways that you don't get to do that. And mm-hmm. so, like this idea of me feeling I'm not enough is because I can never tell when I when I even thought I was enough mm. because that the feeling of like, oh, you're gonna who you think you who you think you better than us. Yeah. Like who you, yes. you think you you think you smart because you went to college? You think you like yeah. no, I don't think any of that. I just glad that I 
and 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 imagine like your school probably when when you get to see have seniors you you probably have on the wall like students that are getting accepted to college if they had put my face on a wall at mm. Fremont High that I was on my way to college do you know I would have ripped it down yeah I would have ripped it down I would I would have I would have defaced some school property to get mm-hmm. my face off of a wall because how dare you like I got an image to you know what I'm saying like I mean I wasn't like a cool kid I was I was a smart kid but I was but I had a I had an image that I kept at least manicured enough that I'm not no, I'm not gonna be the nerd, right? Yeah. You know, even though deep down yeah. I think I, I wanted to be, right? I wanted to compete with the the sisters who were always getting mm-hmm. the top scores, right? Mm-hmm. And so that not enough um plays into so many things in my life today that I still try and erase. Yeah. I mean that I mean that's beautiful that you can name it and call it out. Um and a lot of times I I feel the same way. Like there's times where where I feel like I'm not enough, just, you know, just with, even within myself. And I have to remind that at times people are going to make you feel that way because that's their own energy, you know, that they carry. And you got to continue to just protect your space and your energy and your heart and where you stand. Because yeah. then those thoughts start to like, it starts to creep in your mind and, and make like connections that are not even there. So that not enough piece definitely comes around a lot. So what... In, in terms of like the front, so what yep. is what what is what is a quality on the front that you gladly let the world see? What is one of the yeah, yeah. the one the front? I feel like uh, my swag, you know, like my swag is definitely something that if you see me out in the street, and if you don't if you if you don't know me, like you will know me, right? Because you'd be like, who's that? Who's that guy? Like one, I love fashion. Um, two, I really put a lot of emphasis on like making sure that I'm my language and the way that my etiquette comes across is like very nice and beautiful and who I am and super transparent. And that's what I thrive on. Right. Um, and then when people start asking me like, where are you from? And try to make the connections to me and my heritage to Michoacan. And then I tell them the story that not a lot of people know. And this is a story where people just go crazy. Right. I was in Japan for a while in Tokyo and I brought my magazine over there because I just connected with Japan and, and just bringing the stories from people from Oakland, from Michoacan, to people in Japan and Tokyo and doing a pop-up shop. It's just insane. But it was like this interconnection where I was able to connect people and people are just like, wow, that's that's a whole different level. And I was like, yeah, because that's what we are. We all can accomplish those things. That's right. Oh, that's beautiful. That So, man, you, the traveler too. So I I'm looking forward to learning more about your travel. Yes. So thank you for sharing that. And sure. you said you were there for a couple of years ago or for a couple no. of years? No, I was there. I was there in 2017 and I went back in 2019. And that's when I have the pop-up show for the magazine. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, is there a way that at the end you could tell us about how to get our hands on it? Or for sure. Okay, beautiful. Because I would love to make sure that I get one of mine. Yeah. Um, um, you know, front, um, I'm, I'm going to put, I'm going to put, uh, I have three. I have the funny, yep. serious, hard work. I'm going to talk about hardworking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that comes into play in this idea that I think people can see that, right? On the outside, people can see that, that it it shows. It's, there's no there's no doubt that, that, that Ashanti is working hard, right? And I always thought that if, like, I don't know. I never thought I was the smartest, but I thought that I would just, out. I, I think there's this Will Smith quote that talks about, you know, you may be, better you may be stronger you may be whatever but i will outwork you right like there's this idea that well i can just work really hard and if i'm not good at it right now i can get better and therefore getting better at it will allow me to do do better right yeah. and i think it's interesting when I, that when i just 
when I look from back to front, what the front are trying to do about what's behind the mask, right? Mm-hmm. So when we started on the back, which is I've never done before, like we started with this idea from me, not enough. And my hard working is trying to like, definitely trying to prove, mm-hmm. demonstrate, show that, no, I am enough yes. and see how hard I work, right? Yeah. See how hard I've been working. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one thing about that is if, if it's not a hundred percent, all of the what was going on it is only limited in how much it's effective right so mm-hmm. if i'm if i'm working hard but then i'm not seeing the results like i that i really want yeah then then that almost feels like it's it's not even it's still not enough right the all the hard work that i've been doing for years right when you're putting your your thing out there in the world like you said i'm gonna go to japan and put this pop up people are like what are you doing you're like well yeah why not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> why, why? Yes. Why not? Why, 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 just, just try it. Right. See what happens. And what's, what's the worst thing that could happen? It's just a, yeah. a trip and I come back home with the same amount of, but, but I, but I'm, but I'm doing something different. Right. Yeah. And I'm stretching. So that's the hardworking one. Yeah, man, that is, yes. I can definitely see how one tries to hide the other, you know, like you trying to work hard, tries to hide you not feeling enough. And, and just comparing minds, like I can see how the swag, can kind of, I can use it as a shield to hide the fears that I have, to hide the shyness that I sometimes feel in, in spaces where I don't feel like I belong. So I kind of defer to my frontal, you know, Matt saying my swag is going to just control the whole vibe here. And that's what I go with, with not letting the, the things in the back up. Yeah, oh man. And I think it connects right down right down to when you talk about the Jabba Walkies, right? Yeah. Like the like they came out on stage. I remember I don't know where I was at when I first saw them. I'm like, I mean, it was just like stealth, right? It was like, whoa. Well, this is before I was even doing this work with these masks, right? But I would remember seeing them. I'm like, oh my goodness, they all have the same emotion. They all have the mm-hmm. same, right? You don't know what's happening behind there because it's all like uniform, right? And, yeah. And I, what a, what a great metaphor for how we see in our community, right? Where yeah. everyone got to be tough and strong and not have no feelings and pretend like everything's good, even when it's evidence to somebody on the outside that it's not going good. But, you know, if, no, if somebody doesn't want to talk about it, they're not going to yeah. let it go. Yeah, this, I, I think this work is is, is super needed. And, and when I saw, you know, about I want to say about a year and a half ago that I started really following and, and seeing your mass developing, 100 mass everywhere, it really resonated with me, um, not just for my own experience, but also because I lost my best friend to suicide. And and it was because of this, right? Like not knowing that that he was wearing a mask and maybe all these different layers of society that sometimes are hard to kind of just take off. And thank you. Well, you know, today, I think today is World or National Suicide Prevention Day, yeah. you know? And, and our work with this campaign was... I was at Fremont High. I was mm-hmm. a dean that year, 2012. Mm-hmm. I was the dean. Um, uh, this was like when they were trying to build the school back together. Yep. And I saw some young men that were just going through it. Mm-hmm. And I and because I I'd already been deeply connected to Ever Forward, where it has already started, but I was like, why are you fighting this? Why mm-hmm. are you fighting me? Like, I'm not your enemy. Mm-hmm. Why, why, why are you yelling at me in the hallway? Why are you cussing at me? Like, I am not your enemy. I only want the best for you. You know, and I think the same thing you talked about, and I'm sorry, sorry about your friend, but I saw it with young people every day walking through those halls, like just looking at the floor, dazed out, like lost, like you're like, hey, how you doing this morning? And then they're shocked that you speak to them. Why are you speaking to me? I'm like, I don't know. You're human. I just, I just saw you. I said, hi. Like what? And then they're kind of 
they get shook out of the fact that they were in a in a daze, and they're like, okay, fine, hi, right? You're like, okay, well, we we got somewhere, yeah. And, and I wonder if not, not even a question, but maybe just what, what where does that where do you think that come? Where do you think some of the roots of that are hmm. of this idea that I have to keep your your friend, like your best friend, like? And I've had students um, who have been feeling those things, and yeah. we, when when you try and ask them, hey, how you doing? They're like, I'm good. Everything's cool. I'm fine. Yeah. And you and, and you get to that place where you're like, are you sure? Is there, I mean, what, what, what does fine mean? Yeah. Like, what does what good mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the root of, of just feeling like you cannot name your emotions and just speaking from, from a young, you know, male of color, right? There's a lot of, again, toxic masculinity, like shout out to Bell Hooks for hooking me up with all these books. Like, I love it. Um, but it just it's just ingrounded in you like it, it i feel like it's, it it comes with your culture in a sense like people at a really young age start to develop like ways to mask things out right because then you start getting called names even myself as a as a grown adult the way i carry myself is very like positive energy like making sure that i'm giving out love because not giving love is this way of not receiving love making sure yeah. we give it yeah. and and yeah. people start questioning my 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 sexuality right like and i'm like well like it has nothing to do with that like the way i i i navigate life is because this is what makes me feel great and makes me feel a good human being but at a young age is super conflicting because now you have your mom your dad who have different points of view and then on top of that you at the whole survival mode right like you got to survive you got to grind and that adds a different complexity of like just making it in life oh man well, I, thank you for speaking to that because I experienced that often. I was raised by my mom only. My, my dad died before I was born. So um, I, I, I deeply connect to men who have lost their fathers. And because I never had mine, I just deeply connect to that loss, that emptiness, you know. But my mom taught me how to be really nice and kind and loving and caring and gentle, right? I'm, I'm a big dude, right? You can't be that now. You can't. Why are you smiling so much? Why are you, why are you always smiling? Like, I, um, I don't know why. Why am I? Um, um, because I like to smile. Yeah. And then you begin to realize that it doesn't. It's not the same respect in the house as it is out there. Yeah. So who you are as a genuine person like begins to get questioned out there that something's wrong with you. Are you man? Why are you? Why are you? Why are you smiling at me? Huh? I'm smiling at everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the fact that I was not paying attention to smiling at you or anything like. And I think those questions and those things cause. I've seen. I know it with myself. Okay, so out here, out the side of the house, I got to turn on this. If I look at you, I'm just gonna look at you plain, or not look yeah. at you at all. And if you and if you look at somebody too plain, it's like, why are you staring at me? I'm yeah. like, well, I couldn't smile at you. I can't look at you. Like, <laughs> let me yeah. just try and not even make you in my periphery, right? And I think that that happens so often with our young people, you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, I'm I'm really uh, thank you for for sharing that about your, yeah. your friend and and I, and what I what I hope you know as a vice principal, um, I had a young man walk into my office. And hand me a note that said that he wanted to um, to take his life, you know. And mm-hmm. I was, I imagine they gave, there was some checklist that I was supposed to have remembered. There was some yeah. file I was supposed to look at. There was some yeah. binder, some some section of some binder somewhere. I don't, I didn't even know where to start. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just remember I don't know how to care. Yeah, I know how to have empathy. And I just said, "Come here, sit down, sit down, sit down." I mean, my name was in the letter. I, I don't even know. I, why even but i know why today i didn't know why that day mm-hmm. um, i told this young man i said listen um i got your back i said today's gonna be a tough day 
but I got your back, you know, and I had things to do. I wasn't even going to be at work that day. But I tell you, you imagine the stories you get to look back and say, why was I even there that day? I had other things to do. You know why you were there. You know why that happened, even though it was painful and devastating in the moment. Looking back, you're like, oh, this is how you put the pieces together, you know. There's yeah. always an enlightenment, you know. I'm a big believer in the energy of the universe and knowing that you are put in a place to make a change. And, and it's not a coincidence. You you were there for a reason. And, and yeah. Man, man. You know, I this was this, this has been fantastic. I, what I really want to do is, you yeah. know, um, was, is there any other word that's calling you from yours that you want to talk about? Because yeah. I don't know um, if there's another word that's, that's calling you right now. Uh, yeah, I think the war, I mean, I'm going back to like the back and hope that's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm really comfortable talking about like just the pain because I feel like I, well, the more you talk about the pain that you have gone through, the more you heal. Yeah. So one of the ones that really resonates with me is fear. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is because, again, just going back to my story, um, going living in 98 by Serrani Park. And um, I really yearning because I was undocumented and I was working at a restaurant. And eventually I was able to make it to the front desk. And that was like a big promotion for me. And I would have to wear a suit um, to be at the front desk and really look etiquette. And, and that's where I learned a lot of my code switching because we have a lot of guests from different parts of the world come in and I have to like elevate my etiquette. So one of the fears was that I would take BART from 73rd Coliseum just with my regular street clothes because I didn't want people to see me with a suit because I would probably get jacked and they would probably think that I was carrying a lot of money because the suit was really nice. So I would carry the suit in my backpack. My jeans were baggy. I wore a hat, headphones. As soon as I entered the Jack London, like right under the bridge of the OPD department, like I would go and change. So whenever I push it to the the, the area of the Jack London where the, the guests would be at, they would see me in a suit and I would look, you know, to the, to the level that they were expecting someone to be in. And that taught me a lot, a lot of fear and also taught me how to code switch. Because just relating it to your point earlier about there's different scenarios that you got to play in and kind of sometimes there is really negative the way you see it. But if you are able to convert that energy, once you pull up to a room, just by looking at someone and see and seeing how they're looking at you, you already you already know their intentions. You already know their angles because everybody has an angle on you and you already pull up and you 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 everything. That's 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 fantastic. That's beautiful. You know, one of the things that made me think about when you told that story is like this idea of like what are people able to handle, right? Like, I mean, I I grew up in church. My mom, we went to church all the time. I mean, not just Sundays. I mean, Sundays, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. Yeah. Hey, folks. Uh, we had a power outage here in my neighborhood, so uh, we uh. Oh, my mic's not on. Okay, let me get this back. Uh, let's see. This is the. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Goodbye. I think it's a beautiful. Um, it's gonna be a beautiful story of like you know uh, metaphor for what's happening. I think we should show this part, yeah. or at least part of this part, right? Where what, what what do you do? What do you do when you when everything is going fine? That's something happening in our world, right? Our young people are like in school online, like the world just stopped. Everything's like, oh, what's going on? And to to feel like you're in the dark. I mean, when, I, when it first happened, I think growing up when um our lights would get turned off, usually it wouldn't happen while we were in the light, right? It was like mm-hmm. you come home from school and you're like, what, what, what's going on? Right? 
Yeah. Why are there no lights, right? And then you realize, okay, there was a lot of stuff led up to this no light situation, you know? Um, it, it, and, and honestly, this is a great topic to talk about how you navigate the unexpected, right? In, in life, I think he froze again. Is he? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm gonna I'm gonna move this back to uh, my. It looks like he's just being a really deep listener right now. <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Let's see. Let's see. Your internet stable is unconnected. I'm, I'm gonna go back it's to good. my my, my Wi-Fi. Let me get back to the Wi-Fi. You can't hear me. Going back to the. Come on, come on, Wi-Fi. Oh, there he's back. Jeez, man. It's like it's like one thing after another. Can you hear me now? <laughs> well, I, I think I think I think you know what I told um we interviewed a freehand prophet the other day and I told him he's an artist. I said, look, if if once it ends, it's supposed to end, right? So we just we trust that the energy of the conversation. But I, what I want to do is like I forgot now what we were saying at the end right then, but I definitely want to come just bring it back around to uh, the day and where we're at right now, you know, yep. I think uh, with this being National Suicide Prevention Day, I think, you know, what happened with our lights, the, my power went out and it was like, what do you do? You mm. just kind of like roll with it, right? You just kind of keep moving. Yeah. And uh, and you were going to say something and then yeah. my, like, my power lost again. I was like, yeah, I, I have something to, to say about that. Oh, oh he's, he's, doing been, he's gone. Oh, I got to hear this. I got to hear this. Okay. I got to hear this. It's doing it again. Like, what is going on with this house and the internet? I don't believe this. Oh, he's back. He's back. Man, you, it must be something powerful you got to say. Powerful. Because I'm telling you, I'm like, it doesn't want me to hear it. It's a life-changing moment. This is like... Yeah. This is it. Uh, I'm going to drop it though. I'm going to drop it for you. You froze again. So what I'm trying to say is that when things like this happen and we don't know the unexpected, uh, most people uh, behave and, and, and navigate life trying to control every little, pit, every little part of it, right? But once you, once you grow up in survival mode, you got to be ready for everything. So I feel that if people can really take that energy of survival mode and curate it in a way that they can navigate life in different ambience, this is, this is a walk in the park without like mis mis analyzing that there's a lot of lives that's being lost but you can definitely like capitalize on 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 things like this you know like making the best out of every situation yeah i think that's connected to your swim good right like if you learn how to navigate in this situation where you have very little then when the economy is falling apart you're not like feeling terrorized because you're feeling like wait i've have worked with less before you know what I'm saying? Like I've worked, I've worked with little before. You know, and like, okay, this is what happens. Like I've, I, I remember this being in the in the struggle. So therefore, these new waves are gonna come and maybe shake me up a little bit more. But I can, I can swim through this too. You know? Yeah, yeah. When I was, uh, when I was 17, I developed a theory, a theory of life. The first, uh, it's three levels. The first one is survival mode. The second one is escalation mode, and the third one, you enter to society. Where you are able to articulate, navigate life like a lot of the you know white folks do it, but mm -hmm. um, the survival mode. And once you 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 bounce back and forth down that pyramid, like there's no way no one can stop you. Like you good. And you said you were 17. That was right after your father passed. Right after my father passed away, I had like an epiphany where a lot of thoughts start coming into me. And like I'm a big fan of Tupac Shakur, so I just that resonates with me a lot. 
Yeah. How did friends around you who knew you before, when I talked to people about taking off the mask, um, yeah. someone in a, in a workshop this morning said, that could be scary. Like when you want to tell them about your real heart feelings, your real self, like it can be scary to like people who've known you to be this way. Now you're talking this really imp powerful talk and they're like, dude, uh, you're, you're doing too much. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, how did, how did friends respond to you? At least the ones who maybe, yeah, I would say that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, for sure. I, you know, growing up in, in, when I went to school, uh, I have acquaintance. I don't, I wouldn't think I have friends, right? I had acquaintance. People knew me. They knew me that I was like the party person. They knew me like, oh, Christian is going to dance. Christian is the hype man, right? But I only had one tr like true friend who really knew my intentions and really knew me deeply until this point. Like he's right here. He's waiting for me so we can go eat. Um, and he he knows like I know who you are. Like it's love. Like like you spread love. You spread energy. People want to be around you, and you just gotta lean into that. So I appreciate him for doing that. Um, and and people whenever people look at me, they think I'm really quiet. Um, with the beer, they think I'm like really mad at times because the beer just brings a different vibe but once i start talking people are just instantly connect because i like to i love boxing and and, and i like to do the one-two punch you know like what i'm about to say is gonna land and you're gonna feel it and and that's what i go in oh man i think that's a perfect place to be and i want to thank you for being with us today thank you for taking off the mask thank you for sharing stories about your life and about your journey and I'm glad to be, I think you're my, well, besides a, a teenager, you're my first Oakland man that I got to connect with on the show. So I'm really thankful for that. And I hope we, this is not the last time we connect. I hope, uh, I think we've been trying to connect on the school watch and I'd like support your young people with that work, but whatever. I'm glad to be connected with you. I hope this is just a beginning. Um, yeah. And, and is there anything like, anything, how can people, how can people get in touch with you? How yeah. can they? Find your magazine. How can they follow you? What are the ways that people can get in touch with you? For sure, yeah. So uh, my magazine, uh, you you can follow me on, on Instagram, Noche Galactica, which is like right here, Noche Galactica, or Swim Good. Both of them are are my babies. And then from there on, you can get plugged in to get the magazine. It was published via isu.com, which is a self-publishing uh, website that you can find. And uh, my podcast is also on iTunes and SoundCloud. And I also have a mixtape on iTunes and Spotify that talks about my journey coming to the States. Man, we're going to get the links from you. So we'll put it in the show notes so people can find it there too. We're going to definitely share that with everybody. Uh, man, thank you for your time today. Uh, I just want to say for all those out there, you know, we did talk about some um, tough topics today. So if you or anyone you know is dealing with um, uh, feeling thoughts of suicide, please know that there's help out there. We will put the number here for you to even hear it. Um, I wish I had the number memorized, but I will make sure that it's available to you. But please um, reach out to us. Um, you can go and if you want to make a mask as a part of this movement, you can go to www.100kmasks.com, www.100kmasks.com and make a mask. Uh, it's anonymous and you get a place to like recognize that you're not alone. When you see the thousands of other masks that we've collected, you'll recognize that you're not alone. So Christian, on behalf of Ever Forward and Siempre Adelante, our organization, I want to say muchas gracias. Thank you so much. And it's been a pleasure to be in this conversation with you. And I'm looking forward to more opportunities for us to connect in the future. Yeah, I appreciate it likewise. And let's continue to elevate in community. Let's do it. Yeah. Take care, brother. Thank you. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>